Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my super exciting girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is. Guess what it is, Carol? Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you always make fun of me. Why don't you tell me the date? It's okay. It's eight. a week from uh, yesterday, right? <laughs> it's April 12th, <laughs> 1997. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> we're, we're recording this not on the day. That's why it's so hard to remember. Yeah, we have... Because we're not watching the 90210 show live, we're watching the tapes, the VHS tapes that we bought. Right. The box set that I got Carol for her birthday. Yay. We are able to record these a little bit before the movies. We just got to watch the movie and then record so that we are right on the cutting edge whenever this tape gets to you. Yeah. Of course, you can always go to retrolayfeed.com on the... The World Wide Web, and you can check it out there. You can. Yeah, it's on there. I think there's also a link on there to uh, check out his friend's website for Patreon, where you could see the episodes a little bit earlier. That's true, yeah. And my friend built a a site called Patreon.com. We're the only ones on it right now because it's 1997. But you can go there and uh, subscribe to us. Give us some money, and we'll get. You know what you'll get? You'll get shows early, and you'll get some bonus shows. Yeah. A lot of bonus shows there. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's very exciting stuff. You should definitely do that. Anyway, so Carol, as far as this commercial goes for <laughs> for our stuff, I think we need to squash it because that is the title of this episode of nine hundred two one zero. Yes, squash it. What do you think? I, I think that I've never seen anything funnier in my life. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about the game of squash. Did you? Yeah, because it's Beverly Hills. Sure. I don't even know what the game of squash is. Yeah, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. I'll show you. I'll show you. It sounds, uh, it sounds dirty. I'm up for I'll, it. I'll show you my squash bat. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, so well, what? What? Where do we? Where do we start? Oh, okay. Um, After the dramatic episode of finding finding David's mom, right, with severe mental illness, now uh, I'm gonna squash it. Okay, so the club is in trouble. Yeah, the peach pit after dark because nobody knows what to expect anymore. That's what they said. <laughs> That's what every great club needs: predictability. Right. They're like they don't know what they're gonna get when they come in here. <laughs> So, the peach pit after dark's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> so they're trying some different stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Valerie apparently like booked an Australian band. Yeah, well, first of all, one of the things they try is some sort of weird, uh, like, postmodern poetry slam. It was an like, open mic thing. night, I thought. And then the people performing were just weird. They were talking about, like, being a fish and <laughs> reeling you in. And, it was fucked up. Yeah, there was, a, like, a ton of fish puns while doing some weird interpretive dance. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was no good. It was like watching Jeff Foxworthy do stand-up comedy. And, like, apparently it must have been Claire's idea because she seemed to be the one that was getting judged about it. I guess. I don't know. I think it was Claire's best friend, and we just didn't... (laughs) They cut that scene out. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, She said Valerie liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Valerie didn't seem to like it. (laughs) Valerie, no. She wasn't watching it. Valerie was not there. Um, She was in her office. So... Valerie gets the idea that she needs to bring Ray back to save the club. Raymond. And uh, she tries to call him. Valerie, I'm not coming back. And he just hangs up on her. Hey. Hey, Ray, who's on the foot? Oh, my God. It sounds like the cookie monster. Right? Anyway, yeah, so he hangs up on her. Well, first of all, she, she doesn't get the idea. Did you watch the episode? I did. What the fuck? Uh, Donna comes up to her. And Donna's all like, hey, we're friends, right? And she's like, yeah, of course. You know, I I think we're friends. We're great friends. We share so much. (laughs) You have no idea. And she says, well, I wanted to ask you a favor. Maybe I'm really missing Ray because he's touring all the time and and he doesn't seem to even care about me anymore. Oh, yeah, because right before this, uh, he was a complete asshole to Donna on the phone. Again, he's such an... Why is she pining for this asshole? I don't know. But yeah, he, she was, he was supposed to come see her. And instead he's like, uh, I don't like that scene. You come here. Like, she was just there. I'm not into L.A., baby. And then he's talking about he's just going to keep touring forever. Yeah. He's like, why don't you come out to, why don't you come out to Reno? You know... The, the heart of excitement, Reno. Right. She's like, so I'm just supposed to follow you around? And he's like, uh, yeah. And what then about he school? Up. Yeah. He's, he hung up on her. Yeah, he did. And Valerie. Yes. Fuck him. They both want to for some reason. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, Donna says to her, can you, what, what do you think about maybe Ray would want to come back if, if he knew he had, a, he had a place to play? And she says... Oh, I think that's a great idea. So that's why she calls it. Well, yeah, because she's trying to save the club. I think that's why she agreed, because she just had that conversation where I think they're it's like, both oh, things. what are we going to do with the club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he hung up on her, and she decides, I'm just going to fucking drive there right, and just show up so he has to talk to me. I'm sorry, if you won't even talk to somebody on the phone, and then they show up where you... Or was, was it his hotel room? Like, where did she show up? I don't remember. I think so. I think she showed up at the place he was playing. Yeah. And then they show up where you are, and they've had to drive many hours to get there. Would you Would you hang out with them all night and talk to them and stuff? Like, Do I, they look like Tiffany Amber Thiessen? <laughs> I guess that's a valid point. But he doesn't care about what she looks like because he doesn't want to fuck her. No. So, it's I very, just... Does her vagina have teeth... <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe. Mystery solved. He's so angry at her, too. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, she was pretty bitchy. I guess. But they hang out, and she's like, oh, come back and play for us. Mm -hmm. um, Wow, you are really glossing over that. Okay. Okay. Yes, give us your uh, amazing rendition here. So... Yeah, she says to him, I want you to come back to the Peach Pit. And he's like, oh, you know, he's, first of all, he 
fucking hates her and makes it very, very known. And he's like, I don't want to come back to you. I'll never come back there. And she goes, no, I, you know, I need you to come back. And Donna misses you and she wants you back in town. And he goes, yeah, your club's failing. That's why you, you want, and she goes, well, it will help the club, but it's really for both reasons or whatever. And he's like, and what else? And she's like, no, no, that's it. No strings attached. You don't have to have sex with me. Yeah, she says that shit, but then she ends up fucking coming on to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Because she is a whore and cannot keep it in her fucking pants. Wow, you really didn't watch the episode. So she comes on to him. She's like, they, they, they end up going to a diner and they eat together and everything. Talk about this. Apparently he agrees. And she's like, okay, you know, let's uh, go or whatever. And he's like, do you want to grab some coffee? He's starting to, he's starting to warm to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you want to grab some coffee? And she goes coffee and and anything else and gives him that look and he's like all right that's it no you know deals off and she goes right answer or else uh, i would have had to tell donna yeah i don't believe her okay do you yeah really yeah no i think she was just saving face i don't why because i think they've just changed her character again because all of a sudden everything she's done in this episode completely contradicts all of her character traits before now. So either she's just really putting on a very specific face and I don't understand why she would be, or the writers are just like, yeah, we don't find this interesting anymore, so we're just going to change her character. Because that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one thing that's starting to frustrate me. They did that with Claire and David. Mm-hmm. Well, Claire, I guess. And and David, to a degree. What? I'm just trying to remember what it was that happened. <laughs> made you say that. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Steve uh, offers David and his awesome rapping skills. I remember now. To save the club. <laughs> No, I remember now. You're talking about because Claire was looking at David like she wanted to fuck him. Yeah. Well, let's. Out of nowhere. Let's get up to that point. All right. Then I can explain why I hate it. Okay. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) You said you remembered. Um, okay, well, I mean, it started out with David uh, finding Willie's nephew playing with his equipment. Yeah. Like being a DJ, whatever. And he was like, get the fuck off of there. And then, um, I don't know, there was a lot of, like, racial tension happening, and I really don't understand that, like... Between those two? I don't um, think think so. I I think so. Because he's all like, you know, don't don't lean into the salt and pepper or something like that, I don't know. Okay. Or ivory and ebony, that was it, I think that's what he said. Um, Yeah. What? He He did have that line. He had that line where he agreed to play with him. And said, just as long as, uh, you know, you don't make me do ebony and ivory or whatever. Which is a superly racially charged thing to say. And not just a flippant joke. There was, I don't know, there was something else, though. Like Later. Much later. Okay. (laughs) The fuck? Goddamn. You know, like, 
I think we need to come immediately from watching the show to recording the show. I think it has. I think there has to be no time that passes between sw- switching the TV off and coming here because there are too many things that go through your brain on a daily basis, <laughs> and that's that's why you can't retain any information. That's why your memory's no good because you just like it's like information overload. You just really, yep, just like that, just like it, just exactly <laughs> like I just did. <laughs> It does feel that way sometimes. But, um, okay. So, they're going to play together at the club. That's what happens. But it's Willie's... it's club. It's Willie's nephew. Mm-hmm. I think he's, like, a teenager, like... Willie? No, his nephew. Oh, yeah. Willie's the cook. He looks like a nine-year-old. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, like, isn't he, like, on probation or something? Apparently. I mean, I don't know why. Or parole. I don't know. I felt like we missed something, but I felt like we missed an episode, but we didn't, so I have no idea. But, yeah, so... And then Steve shows his racism. Oh, my God, talk Steve. About, talk about racism. Steve is awful. They're like, oh, what's his name? Nat's all like, you know, you've got a probation officer. He's like, yeah, but I'm not uh, selling rocks. I'm not a gangbanger. Yeah, it's I'm like, not on the streets like some thug. It's like just because the kid's black and like we don't even know why he's on probation. It's just a bunch of racist buzzwords coming out of Steve's mouth. It, it echoes. Do you remember? I think it was like season one, maybe season two, when Brandon was betting on basketball and he was talking about how uh, he only liked the Celtics or whatever because they yeah. were like a white team. Yeah. Like it was, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was, it was very veiled that he rooted for them because they weren't black. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon was a little racist in the beginning, but they got over that real quick. But Not Steve, Brandon. Steve said that. Oh, good. Okay. So that makes more sense. Steve has always been a racist asshole <laughs> and bigoted and everything else bad. It's weird how it comes up every once in a while. Yeah. It's just like he's, he has this weird racism. And then like he's saying the stupid shit that he says and he's like, and everybody's getting down on him, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, get down on the rich kid. Like, right. you know, pick pick on the rich kid. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah feel sorry for yourself because you're a rich kid? Like, shut up. Yeah, you're so put upon there, Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry that your dad has so much money. <laughs> he's such an ass. Yeah. So He shows shades of his real character again. Yeah. I don't know. Would you say that's his real character? It seems like it's just what they bring out when they want to. It's been consistent, I guess. I guess that's true. I mean, he hasn't had to interact with many black people. Yeah. Every time he has, it's turned out bad. I mean, he's interacted with Latinos with no problem. It must just be black people. Yeah. Hmm. He's more used to Latinos because he's in California. Right. (laughs) David goes to pick the kid up, and he picks him up. From this this place where they're learning anger management, essentially, yeah, and it's called squash it. The Squ- thing they're learning, squash it, and it's like more hokey than an after school special. Dude makes a fist, open palm, and slam the open palm on top of the fist. Squash it. And what's really funny about that is they're talking about that's what they should do with their anger, squash it. But like, isn't that like repressing your anger? And is wait, isn't that what? <laughs> Repressing? Repressing. Is, is, that, is that when you feel refreshed <laughs> after not uh, expressing emotions? Shut up. 
Isn't it repressing? Isn't it? <laughs> Fuck you. Repressing. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, you're a regular Sinatra. Um, yeah, you are. No, you. You. <laughs> what an original comeback. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I can do Sinatra. I know you can. Strangers in the night. Now um, they know too. Congratulations. Yeah, you're welcome. So, anyway, I don't think they want them to repress their feelings. Okay. I think they want them to repress their actions. Their violent but, urges. Because he's talking about how it takes more courage to walk away from a fight and, and all this stuff. Right. Okay, so... They're learning not to get in fights, and that does come up later in the episode. Not to shoot people. No matter what kind of fucking horrific racist shit comes out of their mouth. Right. I wanted to shoot that guy. <laughs> well, earlier in the episode, these Australian people <laughs> were... These fucking Australian people. <laughs> were looking for um, Valerie... <laughs> By the way, they were not Australian. I don't know who the fuck they hired to do this, to play this role. And I refuse to find out. Okay. But this is the worst hands down Australian accent I have ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's not good. He's like, it's more like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Than it is Australia. And every other word out of his mouth is bloody. Yeah. I know that Australians say bloody, but not this much. Right. And their the name of their band is Bloody Roo. Yeah. Like a kangaroo. Because they're they're going roo hunting or whatever. But anyway, so he's like, I'm gonna do my best to to imitate the butchering that he okay. did off the Australian accent. Go for it. And I can't do an Australian accent. I'm not claiming I can. But this dude fucking cannot. He's like, hey, what's Valerie, love? Yeah. <laughs> we want to talk to Valerie because we're from Australia. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is that? So Valerie actually walks into the peach pit. And they should have a- called fucking Henry Higgins in t- to dress these people down. From My Fair Lady. Ah. You know. yes. Yeah, them down in Soho Square, <laughs> dropping H's everywhere. So Valerie Speaking walks... English, <laughs> You know, when you want so badly for me to participate and say shit, then let me fucking talk. Okay, go ahead. Valerie Get walks course, in. I'm going to step on your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys like that. I mean, I'm not Quentin Tarantino, but... <laughs> Nat's about to introduce Valerie to these guys. Yeah. And then she, you know, realizes who they are. And she's like, oh, no, I'm Kristen. We talked on the phone. And she pretends to be her assistant, which I think she pretended to be on the phone. Like, I don't think she has an assistant. I think she just pretends to have an assistant. Yeah, I agree. And they're, like, pissed and they want to get paid because she booked them, but didn't let them play, I guess. Or did they play? No, they didn't play. So why would you book them, not let them play, and then not pay them? I don't understand. I don't understand any of it. I don't think she can afford to pay them. Um, But I also don't, like, 
if she booked them and they didn't play, I don't know the. Does she have to pay them? I guess it would depend on what their contract yeah. is. Yeah, they're like, we got booked, we we get paid. And it's like, okay, but you didn't play. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. Yeah. So I think part of the reason she even chooses to leave town then is to avoid these crazy assholes. Right. And when David and Willie's nephew, I can't remember his name, are having their hip-hop night at the Peach Pit. Hip-hop, hip-hop. That's another thing that uh, Steve said that was awful was like, um, he's like, don't give him flyers because he gave the kid flyers to hand out for for hip hop night. We don't want those fucking animals in this club. (laughs) It was awful. So, okay, hip hop hop night comes, though. Apparently, Steve doesn't doesn't think black people's money spends, I guess. Apparently. And there's a decent amount of black people in the club. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're doing a lot of dancing. It's like uh, MTV The Grind out there. <laughs> right. They're having fun. Life is happy. And then the Australian yeah. assholes fucking show up. And they're like, we want to talk to Valerie, the old lady. Because it's- we're from Australia. <laughs> I'm specifically from Melbourne. <laughs> it's I insane. Hope Aust- I hope some Australian people listen to this tape because they'll understand what right. fucking ridiculousness this is. But I mean, like, it, it almost reminded me of, like, when the vampires go to the bronze on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, yeah, I kind of like that. Because it's like, they come in and then they're just, like, addressing the whole place, like, we're gonna fuck you up. Like, who does that? How do you come in and command the whole club? Australians do that. <laughs> and then he throws something at David mm-hmm. and breaks the wall or whatever. I don't know what the fuck was behind him, some glass or something like that. Yeah. Their flimsy stage. Probably wasn't even supposed to happen. And But yeah, he's like, uh, turn off the monkey music, he Oh says. my god, yeah. It's bad. I and, can't even believe that they had a character say that line. Right? Who, who wrote it? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Who had the balls <laughs> to write that? But the... Um, Willie's nephew. Yeah. And his buddies that are there. Yeah. Why? God, I wish I remembered his name. I hate calling him Willie's nephew every time. But um, WN, call him WN. <laughs> Win. There you go. But he's like, he's like, we don't need to back down. We strapped. Yeah. And his buddy like kind of shows a gun, and the Australian guy is just like, whatever. He doesn't realize he's about to get fucking murdered. Like, because they just don't have guns in Australia. Like, he does he not know how they work? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the worst thing they can do is throw shit around. They don't even have a knife. That's not a gun. That's a knife. <laughs> no, it's a gun, sir. <laughs> we have these in America. Um, I think they have guns in Australia. Although, I, I don't know. I think they're fairly regulated. I, I have no idea. But anyway, so... <laughs> haven't you seen Quincy Down Under? They definitely have guns. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they uh, he says to him... David's basically like, no, stop. You know, don't do this. You don't want to get in this kind of thing or whatever. Nat's called the cops already. Thank God somebody did. He's like, you know what? He motions for his guy to put the gun away and stuff. He's like, you can have the stage. You know, we're we're, we're walking away or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought, you fucking cowards or whatever. And And then then he goes, squash it. it. (laughs) He turns and says, squash it. And then... The, all his boys behind him, like automatons, <laughs> do the same squash it maneuver. 
Ted to be the fucking ridiculous. weirdest thing in the world yeah. for these ruffians to see. <laughs> and then I guess they just stood on the stage for a minute. And Until then the, poli- the cops got And the police came. They didn't decide to run or, or anything. They, their point wasn't made. They just stood there. And then they're like, all these people want to listen to Bloody Rue. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yeah, of course. And then uh, they get arrested. Yeah. And I hope they get fucking raped in prison. <laughs> And then, like, Steve tried to blame the black people for, like... He did! For, like, this happening, even though See, it was what I told what I told you would happen yeah. with this fucking crowd of, of uh, subhumans, or whatever he says. Yeah, I don't remember his wording, but that was definitely the idea. He is just a fucking piece of work, man. But, I mean, like, I don't know, the Australians... <laughs> why are they there? That's the real... See... See, that's, that's the message of the episode, is the real cause of violence in society isn't black people. It's not racial tension. It's Australians. <laughs> They're starting shit. Just under our noses. We don't, every, every uh, violent interaction that happens, there's, was, there was an Australian there. They just left before the cops got there. These ones were too dumb. They got caught. Because <laughs> they weren't real Australians. They had uh, Cockney accents. Right. So, and then um, Claire and David get back together. Yeah, kind of. Which is ridiculous. Well, she comes to the club with, or I'm sorry, the club with uh, (laughs) Donna and says, and says, oh my God, he like, he's so hot looking on stage or whatever. And Donna's like, oh yeah, he always was or whatever. And so then she says that to David afterwards and they kiss. And he's like, what the, what was that for? And she's like, preview of things to come. I, and like, what about Donna and David? Or, I mean, what about Claire and David part two? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I always thought sequels were underrated. It's the yeah. worst. It's it so, was The, the dialogue awful. is so bad. Terrible, cheesy dialogue. Nobody would say these things to each other. No. But, I mean, the gist of it is they in got back life, together. In real life, if he said that, I think she'd be like, oh, forget it. Yeah, I'm never sorry. mind. You're not hot anymore. <laughs> I gotta go. Like fucking Bobby Brady shit to say. Um... But yeah, and what I don't like about this is, like I said, two episodes ago, they were like, oh, she's so obsessed with with Brandon Mm -hmm. that she's dreaming about him and shit. And it's like, you are not consistent with your character at all. Right. Like, I wish the characters' actions were informed by the things you told us about them, Mm -hmm. by their actual personalities and characters, but they're not. It's very frustrating. It's just like, now we want Claire and David back together. Because we need to clear the way for Donna and Ray to have something and then something to go wrong there. And then when the something goes wrong, then we can get the other two back together. But, I mean, they didn't even do it. They didn't even do anything. They're going to. They they have a plan. They have some kind of plan of something that's going to happen. It's nearing the end of the season. There's going to be, like, you know, it's going to be big, big, big doings. Well, I mean, Ray's coming back now, so yay. Yeah. That fucking asshole. And then the rest of the episode just pisses. Can I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Who are the likable characters on the show? There's so few. Uh, Donna. Donna's one. Brandon most of the time. I would say Brandon. Yes. That's about it. End of list. <laughs> yep. Correct. David. Maybe. Yeah, he's fine. And that's it. 
Everyone else in one way or another is insufferable. <laughs> but Brandon gets stuck with a, what, 12-year-old? How old do you think the kid was supposed to be that was with him? Yeah, 12. Yes, 12? Really? Yes. Oh. Um, who is, like, visiting the campus. He's not like visiting the campus. He actually is visiting the campus. <laughs> Shut up. He's virtually visiting the campus. He is there on campus. Right. And He's he not t- a hologram, everyone. <laughs> He tells Brandon that he is absolutely not going to their school, that this is a courtesy visit. What the fuck? Can you explain for a second, though, why why he's stuck with a 12-year-old? Um, because he's student body president and the chancellor thinks okay, that okay. he... Wait a second, honey. You have to remember, not everyone watches the show. This kid is some sort of, of homegrown uh, California fucking prodigy. Mm-hmm. And... He is attending college at 12 years old. He got a perfect 1600 on his SATs. He's got all, all the the bona fides and apparently a bunch of grant money, research papers, stuff like that. The chancellor wants him to go to school there. So they can get the grant money. That's right. And he puts Brandon in charge of convincing him to go to school there. Because he's the student body president. Yes. And he thinks that he will speak his language. Yeah, because he's a young person. Which is ridiculous. All young, all, all people under the age of 25 are the same to the chancellor. Apparently that's what, it, that's what it's like when you get to be that age. Apparently. So, you know, he's terrible and awful and makes Brandon, like, do shit for him all day. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a spoiled brat. You ever see the movie Dutch? He's, yeah. He's Dutch. There you go. So... It's a real Dutch situation. When the day is finally over and Brandon thinks he's going to be right of this kid, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to stay with you. Yeah, where I'm sleeping at your house. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how Brandon couldn't get out where of Where are his parents? He's 12. Right? Good question. I mean, I know he's he's smart enough to go to this college, but, like, what the fuck? He's by himself? And, uh, yeah, he says it's just a courtesy. I would never go to this fucking school. This piece of shit school. He's like, I'm going to go to Harvard. He's, Whatever. He makes some kind of uh, sexist comment about Donna. Yeah. And that's what I said. I said, just get him some cheerleaders. <laughs> Be like, yeah, find this at MIT. Right. This is fucking California, son. <laughs> so Brandon does, for some stupid reason, allow him to stay with him. He takes him to Steve's fraternity, which is a great place for a 12-year-old. First of all. What? They go into his room, and Valerie's like, hey, Brandon, are you decent? Doesn't wait for an answer. Comes in, and she's half-dressed. Yeah, that was later, but yeah. That was later? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm not going back to watch the tape again to see, so whatever. Yeah, she's half-dressed. I don't want to bet you, but I'm Mm. not going to. Okay, I'm fine. Fucking sure. bet me then, because... I know I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, uh, he's enamored of Valerie, like, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, yeah. But at the fraternity, he's playing pool with Steve and Donna and somebody else, I think. And what luck, he's white, so Steve likes him. Right. Yeah, Steve's like, oh, we're going to pledge him and stuff, which is ridiculous. Of course, he's not a 12-year-old going to join a fucking fraternity. Yeah. He shouldn't even be in that place. Kegs. And 
He like gooses Donna with the pool cue or something. And so then, like, Brandon yells. Dean Martin maneuver. Brandon yells at him and makes him cry, and he runs away. He basically, well, he, he unloads on him. He basically tells him what a piece of shit he is. He's like, we don't want you here. Yeah. You you say you don't want to go here? We don't fucking want you. Get the fuck out. No one wants you, you loser. <laughs> he was really mean. And then he cries and runs away. And then they can't find them, but, you know, it just like just like last time that Brandon lost children. I was thinking of that. I was thinking the Emily Valentine incident. Yeah. It's like fucking uh, uh, the Walsh house is a beacon or something. (laughs) All lost children eventually end up there. Yeah, he finally, he goes home and there he is. Yeah. Eating ice cream. He's been here for hours. Eating ice cream. That's his second bowl of ice cream that day. Because he got him ice cream when they were on campus too. Wow. It's just so funny to me. I guess that's what a 12-year-old without parents does. Yeah. 12-year-old genius. But they talk, and um, he finally, you know, confesses that he's actually afraid of, you know, leaving home and stuff. Because he's only 12. Right. He's like, I'm going to miss my parents. I'm going to miss my room. I have an awesome room. And and Brandon's like, you're smart enough to figure this out. Yeah. Just go to a school by your house for a couple years. He's like, I only go, there's only a state school there. Which is what they go to, right? A state school? California University? Mm, no. No? <laughs> I was wondering how long you would just stare at me, right? So the University of Michigan uh-huh. is not a state school. Michigan, Michigan State. State is a state school. Okay. State schools usually have state in their name. Okay. Like Penn State or Iowa State. Okay. They're public universities. Okay. So whatever state he lives in. California. Okay. Well, but isn't their, their schools not California State? Oh, it's California University. Yeah, it's, California, okay. it's fictional California right, right, University. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So he's he's going to go to Cal State Fullerton or whatever. Okay. So, you know, that just, you know, wraps itself up nicely. and I guess. I mean, fucking genius wasted at a state school. Uh, Kelly was in this episode. So, you For know, four seconds. That was interesting to see that she's still alive. Yeah. She had no storyline or anything. I'm telling you, there's too many fucking people. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, Dylan got hypnotized again. <laughs> yeah. Dylan envisioned himself as a hobo on a train. Yeah. Who let a woman get raped. Yeah, that was pretty awful. Like, if this is supposed to be past life regression... Like, I think he should have a shittier life <laughs> as like punishment. Because... There were a lot. Of, there were a lot of like. So there was some hypnotism things that I think were not true. Well, yeah, because when it's over, like he doesn't remember like holding a rock. Yeah, he's holding something in his hand that he doesn't remember getting. It's like that. I've been hypnotized. They don't make you do things. It does not work like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but that you know of. I guess maybe the lady lied to me. Who knows? Um, no, although she gave me a tape, so oh, like our tapes, right? Exactly. That's what this is. This whole thing is hypnotizing. We're hypnotizing you. <laughs> but yeah, he was making out with a girl on a train. Right. These guys come to kick him off the train. Just See, one guy. No, there was more guy. More than one guy. No, only one guy came in. Okay, there were Beside two. Her. There were like two other guys outside waiting with him. 
and they pull the, her to bring the girl out right and he pull, he grabs the girl and just takes her away and, and he's just like no no don't and doesn't stop him or even try to she's like help me help me Ugh. yeah just disgusting he just stands there like a fucking sissy and then he wakes up and he's all like freaked out and like oh like okay it's I, like it happened I feel bad for her, not you. She's like, you don't know. You don't know that it happened. It's, you know, when when I hypnotize you, it could be whatever. (laughs) She's like, well, what what are you there for then? I don't understand. Yeah. It was very weird. I I wish they'd stop. Like, what is the point of this? I don't know. So that he can sympathize with the guy that he's writing this fucking screenplay with. But I mean, like. Which is going to go nowhere. So do it once. Like, I don't understand why they have him doing it, like, over and It's, like, what, two or three weeks now of him being hypnotized? Who cares? Like, I'm done with it. It's not interesting. No. And it's not, like, relating to the story. It's not part of anything. It's just, like, adding minutes to the episode. Correct. And I don't like it. Yep. Agreed. And he wasn't even with Valerie this episode, so it's, like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. It's all... <laughs> rough slipshod like did they have like a big change in like the writer's room this season i'm thinking like something's going on i don't know i I want to go to the library okay and find the old entertainment magazines from when this was being released variety yeah yes the trades we will we will figure this shit out all right let's do it play detective (laughs) the encyclopedia brown in the case of the uh terrible writing right so I think that's it. That's it for me. All right. So um, you guys can uh, check out our website, www.retroleapfee.com. Do that. And um, write us at latefee1994.com. Wow, yep. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yep, we can do that too. All right. See you Bye. next time. Bye. <laughs>